This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a thing here. or Yeah, there's a connection. Yeah, there's, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 100%. you only get that. How many times in your life have you had lightning in a bottle? Uh, you know, three or four times. Right. Yeah. Exactly. For uh, me, once. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What about today? What about that? <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use my code NASH and get $20 off your first order. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the All Good Things Podcast. My guest today is incredible. He's an incredible comedian, incredible stand-up, incredible actor. He has a show on HBO Max called Our Flag Means Death. They made one season. They've already made a second season. He has a podcast uh, called The Cryptid Factor. Yes. And I listened to some of that this morning. Yes. You're into conspiracies. I mean, I'm not into them, but, uh, you know, they're there to be... Uh... Reese Darby here, joining us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese Darby. I, I had to get the name in because then they'll take off. Yeah. And they'll be, he never said who it is. Yeah. Um, I read that you believe the Chupacabra to be real. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> and, and you're yeah, you're very funny, but you're being serious. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm into cryptozoology. Which is the study is it of Dogecoin or <laughs> no, Bitcoin? No, no, no. no. It's, something different. It's, okay. Yeah, crypto. it's it's the cool cryptid, uh, not crypto, cryptid. Oh, cryptid. Yeah, I have nothing to do with crypto. <laughs> I can't understand it. I can barely deal with real money, let alone imaginary stuff. Um, so, cryptozoology is the study of hidden animals that are uh, not classified by science yet. Okay. Uh, so that's your classic uh, Sasquatch, <laughs> Loch Ness monster, you know, uh, lizard man, uh, yeah. things like that. El Chupacabra is, mm -hmm. fits in that bracket. Very interesting animal, that one. Sasquatch um, different than El Chupacabra. Those yeah. are two different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Sasquatch uh, is the Bigfoot. Yep. You know, the giant uh, upright um, hairy hominid that's mm -hmm. about nine foot tall. And, and if these things are really there, they're... Um, moving about uh, migratory in, in groups, much like apes. And yes. so that's why they're hard to find. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And they can smell us miles away. So they know when we're near and they really? just, yeah, get out of the way. Okay. So tell they're me, smart. tell me the, tell me the one that you followed that you found to be the most evidence of, of one. The most evidence. That's, yeah. that's a good question. Um, I think, um, probably Sasquatch is, yeah. has the most. Pacific Northwest. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And every, nearly every continent has. Protesting in Portland. What's that? He's, he, uh, Sasquatch was seen protesting in Portland, uh, protesting Wall Street and, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> uh, from a distance, I imagine. Um, <laughs> uh, what? Oh, he's here. God, 
he's always with us. Um, but I think what, what I was saying is that every continent has a version of of Bigfoot. So in Australia, mm-hmm. they have uh, what's called the Yowie. Yeah. So they're just different names. In Russia, it's the Ulmasti. Um, and so there's obviously there's so much of the world that really is still uh, untapped by humans. We've been in uh, briefly, but some of it is so rugged that we're not there much. Yeah. And that, that is their terrain if, if they do indeed exist, which mm. I think they do. I don't spend my whole life looking for them. <laughs> I, I think it's fun. I think cryptozoology is really for me, it's a hobby. Yeah. Um, and so that's what this podcast is about. Uh, not this one. Yeah, but yeah. the one I do, uh, which which really was an excuse just to get together with my friends once a week, um, and then that ended up being once a month, and then once every three or four months because we got busy. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah, not yeah. getting paid to do it, so it, it became, uh, and still is, still running, uh, still something that um, we really treasure as a, as a time just to have a laugh about things and about weird stuff. So not just cryptids, but also we have a section called the Weekly World Weird News, where we we pull up a, a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a news story each about something bizarre in the world, and we we kind of uh, mine it for, for humour. Yeah. You know, so there's that's that's kind of fun, but we take it all seriously in, in the fact that we, we're into it, and we're, we're fans of the weird. Do you so, get into aliens too? Yeah, aliens you, for sure. You believe yep. in aliens? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I've been to uh, UFO conferences. You have? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Wyatt told me that you and Finn went, have went to a conference. What was that? You went with your son. Yeah, I took him to Contact in the Desert, which is which is a big one here in California. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of fun. There's some serious uh, and some even dark elements to it where people are the, the conspiracy type people who are very deep embedded in the idea that you know, the government's out to get us. There's so many secrets that are being hidden from us. Mm-hmm. And some of that uh, may be true, but really I'm in there for the just the kind of uh, exploratory uh, aspect of uh, what is the unknown and, and how can we find out what it really is and, yeah. and just chipping away uh, with, with people who are um, clued up and people who are uh, prepared to explore and not just look at their books, but... Um, get out there and get their hands dirty and stuff. And and things like ancient uh, alien, uh, mm-hmm. have you heard about that? Kind of um, Tell me. ancient astronaut theory, whereby, um, you know, we were put on this planet um, by extraterrestrials and uh, we were basically um, not cloned, but they took the creatures that were already here, for example, like a, uh, early human, uh, Neanderthal, and uh, they spliced their DNA with their own extraterrestrial DNA, thus giving us very uh, smart um, capabilities. Uh-huh. And then they were the idea from that point was to use uh, those creatures, um, early hum- which were human beings, uh, to to mine and to look for minerals and uh, help them out with their with their spatial journey. Whoa. And then we, but we became too smart, and then we started to migrate and and uh, and and cultivate and actually um, create our own communities, and then and then obviously harvesting. And um, from that point, then they were, I think the the aliens left, and uh, they said, "We'll come back and check on you later." And then they came back, and of course now we've got cities and amazing Whoa. things, and everything. So we were of, we're way smarter than the aliens. Well, no, we weren't smarter than them. That was what we're smarter than what they thought we would be. That's what yes. would just be used as uh, uh, creatures to gather minerals for them. Um, that's just one theory, um, but also the cataclysm theories, whereby um, this uh, society of humanity has just uh, 
kept rotating. So we get to a point where we end up creating, when getting there now, um, artificial intelligence, which eventually um, takes over everything that we've already created and, and decimates it. And we start again at zero, back to back to caveman again. And so when we see things like um, the Egyptian pyramids and uh, we wonder how they're made, uh, and also other uh, monuments around the world that have the similar aesthetic and the beautiful, um, precise technology and measurements. And we think back back in those days, thousands and thousands of years ago, we, we weren't capable of doing that. Well, it's because perhaps uh, artificial intelligence helped. And uh-huh. uh, our, our um, extraterrestrial brothers and sisters or whoever uh, created us were behind it all. And yeah, so it's there's a, there's a cycle of, we get to a point and then the whole thing explodes and then we start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's one other theory. I and mean, it's fun to think about these things because there's – otherwise, w- what are these mysteries? And if there's so much unknown that if we were such amazing uh, uh, specimens on this planet that we'd know it all. Yeah. And we don't. So, therefore, there's something that we're missing. And so some of these theories, uh, these hypotheses, they kind of are the only thing to grab onto to yeah. try and figure out – where we're going. Um, That's sort of something, sort of what people fear with AI too, is that they will take over. Yeah. And there'll be a, that will turn over in that regard. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. It's all about AI. And, and you know, it's, it's very helpful. It's going to be able to do all this great stuff for humanity. But the other side of the coin is uh, it's already learning itself and it's already getting too smart to the point where it's going to start questioning us and whether we're needed. And then it's going to start, you know, so that's, that's the horror my story. Fr- my friend did a video the other day. He's a YouTuber and he had 10 guys and then he had one of the female AI robots literally choose, uh, eliminate each guy until she picked one. Really? Yeah. Oh my and, goodness. And someone was like, well, is someone controlling that? And it's like, no, it's, it's doing it itself. It's doing it itself. Yeah. It's getting scary, and that's why you know, like Musk and a few other um, top of the line AI executives have said, "Let's put a pause on where this is going right yeah. now." So they've stopped it for at least six months till we can uh, figure out, you know, the safety precautions. And and, and you know, that's that's where we're at right now. And it's well, kinda... Musk was part of a big AI group. And yeah, he, left. he started one. He started one, and, and he didn't like the way it was going, and yeah. he pulled all his money out. That's I think. right. Um, and now we're starting a new one, yeah. which is, uh, from what from what I've read, um, all about truth or, you know, chat GPT. Yeah, yeah, he's truth. on to truth now. So, so therefore, um, but look, this is just the beginning. I'd love to, and I probably will see in five years uh, where we're at. It's unreal, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. And your, your background is so interesting. You... Oh, you- thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming those are your own pictures, but... I've got to give it to you. The Garden of Eden wall is out of town. Santa Barbara outdoor living room is what what it is. Yeah, I'm getting one. (laughs) No, but you were in the army, which is crazy because all your characters, all your characters are like very caring. You know, like when I see you in anything, I've seen you in as the manager on Flight of the Concords in um, Our Flag Means Death. You play the 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 captain of a a pirate ship mm-hmm. and it, you go, you're like, you're just this like really loving captain, which is like goes against everything when you think about pirates. Yeah. And then of course they put you up against Blackbeard. The, the show is called Our Flag Means Death. It is so fucking funny. Oh, thank it you. It is just like, I watched five episodes last night. It's so well done. There's something about 
New Zealand, all the accents, New Zealand accents. One guy Scottish. Nate Faxon has yeah. uh, is Swedish. Yes, all the accents yeah. from around the world yeah. are so good. Yeah, and they're so funny. And then the, the funniest part to me is that you guys come up against Blackbeard, who's like the most feared pirate. I mean, I'll tell you when I started watching, I was like, okay, it's about pirates. I don't know anything about pirates, but like you make it so easy. The first thing is so funny. You go. You guys are all on the ship, and you're talking about you know how pirates always die or whatever. But what you don't, what you never hear about is um, total mental devastation. Yeah, which is so so funny. Which exactly. is like if you do live, the pirates would have to go through that and yeah. just live with the total mental devastation, which is probably worse than than dying. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. Yeah, it's it's looking into areas that uh, are overlooked. You yeah, know? and it's it's modernizing the whole thing. Um, but then it's only because everything we've seen about pirates in the past has only been, you know, from a distance yeah. and the costumes and, and the, the cutlasses and the blood uh, yeah. and the anger. Yeah. Uh, but they never really concentrate on, you know, the, um, the emotional management of these, of these poor humans. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's where we look at that. And, and this, is a, this is, you know, based on a, on, a, on a true story where my character is an aristocrat who actually left oh. his wife and kids. Right. He had everything um, and he, he left it all to become a pirate, you know, and he's absolutely unequipped and, uh, you know, he's, he's a fool, Uh, but he slowly learns, um, how to do it. And then he keeps questioning himself whether he should be there. And if you haven't seen the whole season, I won't spoil it for you, but it turns into quite a, quite a spicy, uh, beautiful show. This is the crazy, I want to, I want to put this in, but I want you I want you to watch this. This was, this is my favorite moment. Um, I thought it was so freaking funny. This was a. This is just a moment where you're improvising with. Um, oh yeah, Taika. Taika, yeah. Taika, what is it? Waititi. Yeah, Waititi. Waititi. I thought it was so good, and it's like, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd come to your restaurant. You might not get him. It's going to be very popular. You'd save me a seat, wouldn't you? Maybe. She won't be a dick. What night do you want to come? Saturday night. It's a busy night. I'll come on the Monday. Well, I can probably get you. It's what's called Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and other delicacies and really? delights and fishing equipment. The, yeah, but uh, he wants to go to dinner and then you can walk past all this fishing gear that you can buy. Maybe a gift shop out the back. Then you could say, oh, I hope you enjoyed your meal. Have you seen the gift shop? Well, they say. Oh, no, thank you. I've just come for a nice meal. So yeah, that, like moments like that, a lot of improvising. Yeah, that was fully improvised, and it's only because Tyker and I know each other really well, so we can um, sort of judge where each other's going to go. Yeah, we know it, it, we have a very similar sense of humour, and so I can see where he's going, and, and then I can add to it. So it's you know you've got to be pretty skilled to be able to listen to listen exactly to what the other person is saying yeah. so you know all the details but at the same time you've got to be spinning through your head about where you're going to go with it so uh-huh. that so it's just a, a fluent conversation yeah and it looks 100 percent real and it, because it is but at the same time it's got to be hilarious yeah and ridiculous and that's like a that's like a three-minute improv that made the show. Yeah. Which is crazy because normally if you're improvising, you'll just take a little bit because yeah. you've got to get a few words here and there. But yeah. I really like that, that, you know, that something like a three minute improv can just yeah. live like that. Yeah, same. I mean, that's the kind of comedy I love doing. And, yeah. and the Concords, we did a lot of that as well. A lot of the band meetings were improvised. Yes. Um, and we're just really cracking each other up. We know it's, we're having the, the best time of trying to make the comedy. Uh, to the best of our ability, uh-huh. to the point where the, 
people you're opposite are are losing it. You did know? you did you grow up like uh, like fan of like Monty Python and yes. stuff like that? Hundred percent. You yeah. grew up in New Zealand. Yeah. And so what's, I, what's New Zealand like? As a country? Yeah, just I've never been. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's modern. Um, it's clean. Uh, it's clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got um, a very small population. Um, it's very multicultural. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think. You know, I, I miss it every time I w- I'm away, yeah. but I know it's there, and it's and that in my heart, it's kind of like the safety net of whatever happens in the world. I can just get back to NZ or Aotearoa, as we so call it. So it's tough for you to move to LA. Um, it's tough leaving New Zealand because um, at a point where you, you you're brought up in this in this really uh, lovely place, yeah, and then you you know you kind of have to leave. You get the itch that you see the rest of the world because we do really feel separated from the rest of the world, and we really are. You know, yeah. next stop is Antarctica. I think we're we're way down the bottom there. Yeah, and um, and we see it all on our popular culture television screens and things and you you just want to there's an urge to uh, uh, specifically the uk to get to sort of like the motherland the, the british because i watched all their television so when it comes to comedy i was obsessed with everything the bbc made and yeah. you know so it's the pythons and all the david croft comedies and anything with R- rowan atkinson in and yep. um and so i felt like that was my um, spiritual home uh, f- for comedy. Yeah. And so once I got over there, you do fit in. You do feel as though uh, it's it's it feels uh, because you know we're part of the Commonwealth. So the the Britishness feels uh, feels okay. There's a, there's certainly some elements that uh, are jarring. Uh, you know about being over there. Um, but once you, then that kind of was the gateway to the rest of Europe. And so I was able to go and see some of, uh, the other parts of, of Europe through my stand up. Yep. And, uh, doing not, Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how many times did you do that? Scotland. I've done that about nine times. Incredible. That festival that changed my life because, um, it was really the, the epicenter of arts in the world. Like yes. it was like, how many shows are going on at the Edinburgh festival at one time? Well, over 600 when I was there and there was like over 300 um, comedy shows and I'm these numbers could be vastly uh, under under sure. what they are but um, it's, it's changed now it's not as not as big since the pandemic and stuff things have happened uh-huh. the whole world's shifted into a, a slightly weird flux but back in the heyday it was it was certainly the place to be and as a comic you know in new zealand you've, you that was the other reason i left is cuz i just you had to get out there wasn't you you hit a ceiling really quickly mm-hmm. there's like three comedy clubs and um, only one full time one still to this day the other pubs and bars uh, there's a circuit you can do now but back when i was doing it i was doing three gigs a week and that was more than anyone and i'd still have the same people turn up to some of them oh we saw you on tuesday <laughs> oh well, I, I don't have anything new at the moment i was hoping you know and so there was a bit of that and uh but then right. when i got to the uk you know, there's none of that they're all they're all full and there was like so many so many places to do stand up um, but then, yeah, opened up Europe for me, and then I always thought America was a dream too far because uh-huh. uh, you, being young in New Zealand, you know, we've got a connection to to the UK and then to Europe. But America, it was always like, oh, you got to get a green card or you got to get some sort of visa to be able to get there. Yep. And so, you know, apart from coming over for six months to have a look, um, it really wasn't. So I sort of like I thought 
oh, it's never going to happen. Um, and I concentrated on trying to make it in the UK. And that was a that was quite a long slog. That was like, um, you know, a good good eight years of, of doing stand up. Are you doing stand up? Are you doing like your show? Is it like a a type, or are you just doing both. Like spots? Both. I'm doing yeah. spots. I'm doing yeah. twenty minute spots in all the clubs. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up headlining. So I was at the top of my game there for a while, and I would do a, a one hour show in Edinburgh every year. Got it. And then at that point, then you can once you get a bit of fame and notoriety from that, you can then tour that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even get to that point in the UK because I got swept up with the Concords and sent yep. to America just as that was kind of happening. Um, and so then America did open their doors and I was lucky enough to work with the Concords and the rest is history. Amazing, huh? Yeah. Well, what a show that was. The music. Amazing. Unbelievable that, you know, such a funny, um, the comedy is just like so pitch perfect, but also the music yeah. was like incredible. Like these guys could write songs like that. Yeah. That were funny, but also really good songs. Yeah. That, that was the key. And, and you know, there was... There wasn't anyone else out there like that. No, nobody like yeah. It. I mean, Tenacious D, Tenacious D were pretty good. Uh, still pretty good, but it's it's different. But they didn't figure out the show the way the Concords did. No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we we started with a radio series too. I know. So, yeah. And the, with the BBC, and that was really good. Um, and that was kind of mockumentary style, which is what the Concords wanted. And I played their manager there, and we improvised most of that. You did? Yeah. We were out on the streets and we had a little, uh, like a mini disc player just recording us as we're having conversations. And uh, that was really fun. And then then it turned into the uh, HBO, you know, of all networks, you know, the, the, the King Network Best. Yeah, back yeah, then. And that yeah, was my, exp- my first time on television was on an HBO show. In America. Yeah, I remember seeing you being like, oh my God, this guy is so funny. All your characters are like, it, they're just like, they're so warm. You know, but they're also bumbling. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, all your characters. Oh, yeah. No, most but of I them mean, are bumbling. Lots, yeah. lots of time. They're naive. It's so funny. Optimistic. Naive and optimistic. Um, they where's have, that, where's but, that come from? Is that from your parents? That's the soul of New Zealand, I think. Yeah. Is to, is to be naive, not really know much about the rest of the world, uh, right. but be optimistic. <laughs> right. have, have that spirit where you buy, I can make it. And who are you? I, I barely know, but I'm going to do it. And, you know, we conquered Mount Everest with yeah. uh, Sir Edmund Hillary with that came, that same spirit. He was just uh, a real battler and would, would never give up. Wait, Sir Edmund Hillary. He was the man who conquered Mount Everest. Got it. 1953. Okay, got it. Got uh, it. Um, and you, you hiked Kilimanjaro. I did. No, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I conquered is, is it, is Kilimanjaro. It, how long does that take? Uh, it was like seven days up, two days down. So yeah, you camp on the way, and um, it was a real expedition. You're a real outdoorsman. I, I love it. Yeah. Oh my it's god. My, it's my military training. Do you ever take the kids camping? Uh, no, because they're not really outdoors. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you you have your kids that are like you have your kids that grow up. Uh, Reese and my son are in a band together. That's called right. Great Big Cow. His son is Finn. My son is Wyatt, and. Um, you guys have seen a little bit of that on my channel and stuff, but um, yeah, it's funny. LA kids, they're they're LA kids. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, <laughs> but you know, they had these. One, one time, I said to my kids, I was like, "I think I'm going to move to Calabasas." You know, it's like a little more space out yeah. there. But but they were like, "What? No, wait, no, yeah. we we want to be in LA." Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, especially but, for what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, right. I, I look at what they're doing and the context they have, the, the schools they're in. 
and um, it blows me away because I never had any of that. Um, so they've, they've got all this great privilege, but they're not abusing it. They're really working hard yeah. to, and you know, I've never seen teenagers work this hard. Like constantly, this band um, rehearsing, uh, recording new songs, playing gigs at like amazing places here in uh, in LA, like the Troubadour. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm just full of pride what every were you time doing I see at 17? them. I joined up. I joined the army. You did. Yeah. So I was uh, seventeen. I was a regular force cadet. Yeah. So I did uh, like a six months at this cadet training school in yeah. in Wauru in New Zealand. Were you scared? No, I was excited. You, you were. Know? Yeah. It was my it was my uh, it was my dream. So I, my initial dream was Air Force. Um, after watching Top Gun, I wanted to be <laughs> Maverick, um, but I wasn't smart enough. Uh, I got Fs in physics, so I was like, "What do you need physics? It's just a you got to control with a few switches." But anyway, um, I wanted a helmet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you see the new Top Gun? Oh yeah, it's great, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, I was I, like, I'm, wow, they did it. They, I, I can't they believe it. Maybe better than the original. They pulled it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I um. So then my dream changed to the army, and yeah. I just I, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I know, but like, who dreams of you? Don't seem like some people you don't do. seem like somebody that's like going to jump into the army. I know, I know, but I was I was very physical as a young kid, yeah. and uh, I was wearing uniform since the age of twelve. So I was in the air training corps which I'd go once a week when my mum would take me to this Air Force base and I'd march around and, uh, you know, I had this little blue uniform on and we yeah. learned all about the theory of flight. Uh -huh. And uh, we even went practically up. We went in a glider and I learned to fly. Um, oh. Yeah, and then I got <clears> – <throat> and then I got – and then I changed to the Army cadets uh, and then I rose through, through, through the ranks faster there. Uh, it was all based on, on how good I am at marching, really. It was, I was very <laughs> – yeah, uh, and and uh, and and my authoritative um, uh, ways. Are you, you know? are you an orderly person? You have very like, orderly. Is your house clean? Is your is just stuff in order? My wife's not orderly, she's so not unfortunately, orderly. she's a, a big mess. Uh, so it's not. So, she, but but my part, my the, my side of the bed is very tidy. <laughs> you know, but it, yeah. go, it goes it goes hand in hand actually with with brains. Apparently, the, the, the more intelligent you are, the messier you are. And my wife is 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 super smart. My me really really tidy. So what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> tidy and tiny brain. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. maybe. We well, always see that in movies. You know, with like someone who's in the army, they. They pull out their drawer and everything is in order. Yeah. And we were taught to fold our socks and to um, ha to have smiley faces. And there's a way you can do it. You can roll them up in a certain way that they've got a um, a little smiley face, oh. and then you present that at the front. Oh, no so way. when you think about soldiers and how tough they are, just remember in their barracks, you open their top drawer and all their socks have got smiling faces on them. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's really it, interesting. Um, okay, so you go into the army. I was a communications electronics operator. So I was a signals guy. So yeah, I was on. I was touch typing, putting up antennas, driving Land Rovers, and doing communications. So I was always next to the officer, and I did Morse code. So when messages came through, I'd be tapping, and the officer would be there. What's what's the message? Still coming, sir? Wait. Oh, we've got to move out. We've got to move out. 
and then we'd put the tent down and off we go. They still use Morse code. No, not anymore. Oh, not anymore. But when I was in, when you were there, 1991. It was uh, it was a big thing. I did a four month course. Uh, Raytel Procedures Two. You see any action? Uh no, no, no. I got out before uh, we. My unit ended up going on a peacekeeping mission. Yeah. Um. But uh, yes, but I, I I moved on before then. I I did four years in the yeah. in the regular army, and uh, and at that time I started to find myself really because I'm always late to mature. So I I, I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was 19, and I got and I and 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 that this was while I was in the army, and I was like, oh wow, this is a whole new world, um, kissing and stuff and canoe <laughs> canoodling, and I started to miss her every time I went on these missions, and so I and I. Um, exercise training missions, not, you know, um, but they were, they were freaky enough. But, um, so I, I decided to leave because I thought really my sense of humor was too, was too beyond the military. I got told off a lot. And when, when was the first time you like went up on stage or was felt like, Oh, I'm, I'm really funny or, uh, I think during university, during the days there, I, um, uh, there was an ad in the paper asking for comedians. Uh, there's, there was like a, a little stand-up tour that was happening in New Zealand uh, with Mike King and Andrew Clay. Uh-huh. And uh, they were doing um, the centres, the different little towns of New Zealand. And each time they'd do a show, they asked uh, any locals that might want to come up and do a five-minute spot. And so I saw the ad in the paper. And uh, back when you're looking at ads in the paper, I mean, yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> I remember 1994 or something like that. Hey, we're the same age. We are. Yeah, right. So, so you're, you you're, I'm a little older than you, but okay. I'm around the same age. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best I'm, age. It is the best age. Yeah, 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 because we we experienced um the 80s and and the 90s. Yeah. Um and and we're also in the forefront of what's happening now. Yes. Because we've got kids who are teenagers. So uh-huh. we're forced to keep uh, keep our balls juggling. I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, uh, where was I? I uh, do, you, do you find yourself um, oh, we've moved hard on. to keep up with technology? Like, because obviously our kids are so like, yeah. But do you find yourself hard? It's just I'm hard not a, for you. Yeah, I'm not a big technology guy. Me too. Um, but you, I'm keeping up with it. You know, I have. I had a funny moment. I I, I work with somebody who's like 25, and one day I turned to him and I showed him my Instagram explorer page and i go i go god instagram's crazy i go the explorer page is just it's all big tits <laughs> like that and girls in bikinis yeah and he goes with my friend who's 25 he goes you did that he goes that's you yeah right he said, that's what you're <laughs> clicking on he, and i didn't understand how an algorithm worked and i was like oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. like you continue to look at those yeah, things yeah, yeah. so that's yours <laughs> what that's me yeah Greatest uh, fear. Everyone hand your phones in. Let's have a look at what you're looking at. Darby, you're out. Oh, come on. That's that's rotten. I swear, sir. I bet your explorer page is like all chupacabras. Uh, oh, you've got to mix it up. So you can be, you can get stuck, in the, stuck especially when you start off with these uh, the, the, the TikToks. Everyone, I think, gets stuck in the titty zone. <laughs> My wife was in there, and yeah. uh, she was stu- she was uh, um, sexy fireman or kept popping up. It's like... You know, so it's both sexes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think mine's not that anymore. Mine's not all uh, Hezbollah now. I miss, I miss those days. Yeah, because mine's just like boring stuff now that yeah. I'm actually into. It's a lot of workout stuff. 
Oh, yeah, Because I've been trying to work out. Yeah, cool. Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Guys, you know SeatGeek. It is the best ticketing app out there, and today's podcast is brought to you by them. SeatGeek, uh, what an amazing app. Uh, you can get tickets to almost anything. Coachella just happened, and people got their tickets on SeatGeek. VIP tickets. Go to the link in the description right now, download the app, and have it there on your phone and have it ready. You get a great deal. You can get expensive seats. You can get cheap seats. You can get just about anything. They're, they've been so good to me here. SeatGeek has been supporting me for the last four or five years. They've put Wyatt and Charlie through uh, through college. Well, they're not in college yet, but you can get anything on there, guys. And right now, if you use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order, which is incredible. SeatGeek is the best. And uh, my thanks to them for sponsoring this podcast. Oh, I wanted to do, here we go. These are some New Zealand words. Okay. I'm going to look at some New Zealand words and I'm going to, you're going to tell me, I'm going to guess what they are. Ever heard skucks? Yeah. It's a skucks, skucks, skucks life. What's that? That's kind of, uh, I never really understood it, but I think it's like a hard knocks kind of life. Like ah. uh, for where you're kind of, um, you haven't got any privilege. So you're, um, you, you make the best of what you have. Got it. And uh, you know, and you're proud of it. Got it. It's, a, it's so quite a good thing. Knackered. That's drunk. Knackered. No, that's tired. Oh, knackered's tired. Yeah, I'm knackered. Um, geez, I don't know any of these words. Munted? Munted? Yeah. That, that's more drunk. That's drunk? Yeah. Uh, the guy was munted. Piece of piss? Yeah, that's when something's easy. It's a piece of piss. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. You got any good ones? Oh, gosh. Uh, there are, I, I mean... Um, Dodgy, I know what that is. That's yeah. like... It's like sketchy. Yeah, sketchy. Yeah. Pineapple lumps. You know any of these? <laughs> yeah, those are... Fr they're not fruit. Those are chocolates. So that's... Um, they're a little like soft. It's covered in chocolate and inside is, it's supposed to taste like pineapple. They're called pineapple lumps. You know what jandals are? Yeah, they're flip-flops. Flip-flops, okay. Chili bin. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, that one's on here. Chili bin. Yeah, that's like a... What would you call it? A cooler. You know, where you put your drink. A uh, chili bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so silly because it does make sense. Yeah. Chili bin. Uh, battler? Uh, that's someone who never gives up. Okay, okay. I think I used that earlier, a, didn't I? He's a bit of a battler. Yeah, he's a battler. Damn. He goes into battle. The hacker? The hacker. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, um, it's an indigenous uh, warrior dance. We do before um, our rugby matches. I heard a joke. I went and saw you at Largo. I heard a joke in your act, which was it was taking the piss out of Australia for being criminals. Right? Is that is that set a thing? Yeah, <laughs> well, they were a penal colony. They're, they're, that's a, a that's they were all founded that way. They were all initially. Yeah, initially. Yeah, apart from the indigenous people, but the uh, all the all the people that came from from Europe and. England so mostly. What, what, what happened? They sent the they sent the criminals to Australia. Is the the so they were just like we're not going to house these people. We're going to put them on a boat. They put them on ships and ships. send send them to the new world. And or, when they got they, there, was anything developed? Was it just uh, they were involved in getting things developed? I believe. What 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 time period are we talking here? Like seventeen hundreds? Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, this is that's uh, Australian history, so I don't know a hell of a lot about it. But I uh, I just know that uh, you know our country's nearby but we didn't the prisoners didn't come to us so we the people that came to our country uh, to colonize it uh were sort of um people who decided to have a change in life and they were settlers and so they um they're wealthy and they they came over and they got a they 
got a block of land and and then started building their houses and things like that. So New Zealand was was founded by a bunch of rich people. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say or, that. Or landowners. No, well, the Maori were already there. Okay, okay. And so there was twenty five years of war between the British and them and the Maori. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which which ended up in a stalemate because they couldn't beat the Maori because they're um, amazing warriors. Uh-huh. They invented trench warfare, and uh, so it ended up. Uh, the British went, okay, we're never going to beat these guys. We're going to have to come to some sort of agreement. Wow. And um, and that's the Treaty of Waitangi. And, uh, you know, so they divide, they gave them uh, land. The Māori gave them some land in exchange for um, various things that the British had. And it didn't really work very well, but it's, it's we're still arguing over it today. But... In comparison to a lot of other countries, I think ours has uh, found a, a great place to get to where we're all New Zealanders. You, I saw a thing where you were um, you made these really funny videos where New Zealand was left off the map mm-hmm. in many cases. Yes, <laughs> and is that true? That's true. That's true because we are. We're just so out of the place. So <laughs> you like- made videos for the tourism for New Zealand tourism company yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it, it was yeah, it's all through But it actually happened where IKEA forgot you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And they still those yeah, because <laughs> Australia's this big continent. Right. You know, everyone knows about it. It's got the weird animals and the Aussies are so loud. They're always part of the world. And then the New Zealanders are just quiet off to the side. Yeah. Sort of hanging down a little bit near closer to Antarctica. And uh our place is quieter and 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 yeah, I guess we're not as loud people. That's one of the big things. Is it? Yeah. Um, we we kind of we're sort of insular. We keep to ourselves. And um, like my characters, I play. Yes. You know, I, there, there, there's a confidence there, but uh, it's it's nothing like the um, the American or uh, Australian confidence. It's you know we we're not sure of ourselves, and it's because we're sort of we're left out a bit. Um, but that's changed over time, and 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 I feel like not just in um, entertainment, but in all facets of the world, we've really come to the forefront these days, and people know who we are. Uh-huh. But specifically through through entertainment, which is what people look at all the time, um, you know, myself and the Concords and yep. and a few other actors and musicians have have really. Uh, shone shone a light on our country, mm-hmm. and it's and, it, and we try to keep it in a, in a very positive way. And who are the big musicians from New Zealand? So Lord, oh Lord is from yeah, New Zealand. Yep, um, you've probably heard of the band Crowded House. Crowded House, yeah. And uh, so they're arguably an Australian band, but the the uh, uh, the Finn brothers are um, uh, so Neil Finn. Neil Finn. It's his band, and um, his brother Tim. Uh, they were in a band called Split Ends, which was big. If you're into music, they mm-hmm. were they were they were um, quite the thing in the uh, in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. And these days, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Um, the the Broods, I think. Um, yep. And um, when I was in my heyday of rock and roll, uh, the Datsuns was uh, my favourite band. The They're from New Zealand. The Datsuns. The, Dats- yeah. the, da- the Datsuns. Yeah, I don't know if they made it here in America, but they were no, big no, no. in the UK. You should check them out. Yeah. They're fully rock and roll. The music yeah. in, in um, Our Flag Means Death is incredible. I literally shazammed oh, three yeah. different songs last night. Moondog. Yeah. I had never listened to Moondog before. That's, do you know the music I'm talking about? I know of the music, but I'm not sure of the... Like some of the songs that were in there, I was just like, they were artists I've never heard of. 
Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Really good. Yeah, I think that's probably David Jenkins, who's the creator, who's yeah. finding these these amazing music um, things. After you did putting the, it together. After you did the Concords, you got a big break, and you got to work with Jim Carrey, right? Did that come after yeah. that? That was between yes, season man. one and two. So yeah, that was my first big movie. Were you nervous? <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Because you obviously like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I, he, I idolized him. Of course, you know, uh, being a physical comedian, which is what I am. Yeah. Um, I hoped one day I would meet him, but to work with him in my first movie, it would just seemed like that I was won your a first movie. That was my first movie, and so there, and he was so gracious with me, and uh, it was the best time ever. You know, I, I had to do some scenes with him. We we improvised some stuff as well. And he was just a real sweetheart with me. He, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I have high praise for her, for him. Yeah, for like you know because I was yeah hundred percent nervous. I mean, it's, I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but it, I pulled it off. Yes, you, know? you did. And uh, and, and that's like an iconic movie. Yeah, to be in that gets watched over and over again and quoted and. Yeah. Yeah, and so that so then when I came back and did season two of Concords, uh, Brett and Jermaine were like, "Oh, here he goes, Mister Big <laughs> Movies back," you know, and it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, my confidence, which was already brimming, uh, was now just just total erupting, you know. Do you get nervous before you go out on stage? Like when I saw you, I saw you, I saw him. He, he just shows at Largo in mm. Los Angeles, which is the best place to see comedy in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely, it's the best. Yeah. Audience is the best. They yep. listen. You the can, venue's you awesome. Be, it, the venue's awesome. You can yep. be experimental. Yeah. Um, did you get nervous before you went out the other night? Um, not really. If I'm trying out new stuff, maybe. But yeah. uh, I just know, you know, it's my crowd, and they're yep. going to go with whatever, whatever I want. Um, but it's healthy to be nervous. It's healthy to to um, to be a little bit like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. Right. Uh, Rather than just like backstage, just like, oh, when are we on? You know, I never want to get to that point because um, you've got to be excited because that excitable energy. Sometimes I'm a little, I think I might have been a little too excited yeah. last time because I was jumping around. And I hadn't seen prancing. anybody physically perform that kind of physical comedy in a long time. Like you reminded me of Robin Williams. Right. Yeah. It wow. was just like the way you were moving about the stage and you had a mic. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So exactly. You're not holding anything. Exactly. I like you're, that. You're killing it with that. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. And I express myself physically. That's just what I do. And I, I'm at this point in my life where I go, I can't do that forever. I need to start slowing down and, and thinking of more sort of dialogue based humor uh, without. You talk about that a little bit. What do you mean? Well, you know, I, I'm, I can't prance around with my legs flailing all over the stage till I'm in my 70s, you know? <laughs> so I... You do a lot of... You, you do this really funny bit about having skinny jeans. Yeah. And you, you, you extend your legs. And yeah, it's like exactly. really funny. You feel like you can't be doing this physical comedy uh, anymore? I mean, I, I can... Well, it's, it's, I can still pull it off. Yeah. As you can see. I think so. Um, but it, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and uh, but it's just people. If people haven't seen it, I know they love it, and yep. so I just sort of want to give them what they what they want. Got to give it to them. But um, yeah. But at the same time, the the that one one side of my humor is very physical, yeah. but the other side I really love is the subtle and the dialogue based stuff, which yeah. is what you would have seen in Concords and things, whereby it's me behind a desk talking to two other people, and it's all just you know very dialogue driven, very awkward. Yeah. 
But it's um, tough to do by yourself. It's tough to do by yourself. Uh, but I do like playing other characters, so I can play off myself. Yeah, and I'm sort of experimenting that at the moment, or I can also experiment with um, using a recorded version of myself um, <laughs> backstage, which I did as well. And just so I could do humor with myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you can you, only trust yourself at the end of the day. I like that you introduced yourself. Yeah. I think in the third person, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get so Reese confused. Is here. He's coming out now. Yeah, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, it comes right, right, right back when I was a little kid. I used to just, um, I didn't have many friends, okay? I guess <laughs> mum would throw me out onto the back lawn and I would, she'd go, do a play, make up a play. <laughs> Who with? Just with yourself. Just with you. So I just do other characters and just, I'd be talking to myself a lot. Yeah. And so, if I, and I still talk to myself a lot. And you I do. think no one questions it now. They just, is he in there with someone? No, he won't be. <laughs> I can hear four people. It's just him. He's in there. Um, do we have the, the food? Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got some New Zealand food here. We're going to take a sample. Oh, wow. Let's see, hey Jess, what is this? Okay, this is Vegemite. You don't have to eat it. Okay, this is Vegemite and fairy bread. That's right. So Vegemite, I obviously know. What is Vegemite? It's a yeast extract. Oh, yeah. So look, that that is definitely more Australian than New Zealand. But we have. Oh wait, this is Marmite. No, that is Vegemite. <laughs> but we, we, get we still we still have Vegemite. We eat. I mean, there's the, the the big debate is are you Marmite or Vegemite? Okay, and most people are neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 not phased. I mean, I'll have either. I, I barely notice the difference. Is it like an older thing that new pe that young people don't? I don't eat know now? if young people are still rocking the Vegemite right zone. And what about fairy bread? Uh that's for parties. So that's that's hundred. That's called hundreds and thousands. Yeah, yeah. What you've got on there. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, they, hundreds of thousands. Don't you get you get those over here, sprinkles. don't you? It's probably an American thing. I don't sprinkles. know. Sprinkles. Yeah, sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. And you just put that on bread like you've done. And now that's a fun treat at a party. See how fun it is? Because <laughs> that's the whole thing of it. It feels like prison food. No, it's party <laughs> It's party fun. I guess so. I think in America we've, we're probably really decadent for no reason, and right? Um. Yeah, I mean, we were much more basic in New Zealand. Yeah, more like basic. Our, like when we have a barbecue, it's just sausages. Yeah. You know, if you put a steak on, people are like, oh, here we go. What are you, <laughs> the queen coming, is she? Uh, but it, so just basic sausages. We wrap ours in bread as well, our sausages. Uh, uh -huh. Just a, a white bread with a little bit of. What What is in fairy bread besides sprinkles and bread? Butter. Oh, butter. Yeah, just some butter. You've got to put some butter on there so the sprinkles stick. Me? I would try. Oh, look! You've got some sprinkles on your Vegemite there. I think you've created a new thing there. We can make a million dollars. Yeah, we can make some money. I mean, yeah. It's, I think it's butter. Let it's me try. Butter. Let it's me good. try this. The new one. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is a new invention. I'm gonna call it Fairies in Space. <laughs> See how they're in the. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. It's like party, but also just desperate for food, which is when you have <laughs> Vegemite. <laughs> I think because you eat it, and you go, I shouldn't have eaten that. I won't eat any more. But you're full. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of it. I won't eat any more of that, but that's that's Thank fun. Thank you, Jess. 
Fairies in space. Uh, so what do you think about our boys? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, it it's, it's, um, has the potential to be huge if they stick together. I, 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 I'm like, I felt really bad. I texted Wyatt once and I, I just said, you should tell the, the guys not to go to college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. And look, I'm... Because I'm, three, three of the boys are going to college next year. And yeah. And Wyatt is uh, staying. Wyatt's a year. He's got one more year. Yeah, a year behind. Know? So, um, but look, they're, they're so tight um, with their friendship as well as their um, musical um, abilities. And I think they are going to college, and but they will stick together. Yeah. And these days... It's not like back in the day where you you leave home and oh I'll see you at Christmas. I think I think um, the ability to come back and forth and to and to see each other is far more frequent these days than than even back in our day. Um, sure, and, and, and you could send recordings. You yeah, can record where you are exactly. and send it. Have people put it together. And so really, it's just the let's see because they're they're so young. Yeah, they are. You know, to have the ability they have at the moment uh, with the songs they have. At this age, it's it's phenomenal, and I, I, even we um, aren't sort of respecting that enough as as adults. We're, right. we're we're enjoying it, but we're not thinking. Hang on, these kids are like, I mean, some of them are still seventeen, right? Yes. And how old's Wyatt? He's seventeen. Even seventeen, and then the others are eighteen. Okay. And then um, at Finn's seventeen as well. That's why they get on so well because he's he's you know. And because uh, that yeah it makes such a difference. <laughs> I think it does. It doesn't. In some ways, it does. Right? It's weird. I think it does. Once you're 18, it's yeah, a little then like, you're like, okay. I'm a I'm a full I'm a full man now. Yeah. Uh, but I think they will stick together. Uh, I, I want to see these new recordings come out. I think that's gonna uh, shape their summer, and I think they're gonna get um, a lot more gigs over the summer period. And that and really what'll happen during this summer um, will will cement them going forward. And yes, they'll still go. They're not going to give up on the uh, university dream, right? Because they, you know, the, the parents are like, "You've got to go do that," and uh, because you know, you're not going to be a rock star. What's that? I'm sorry, I cut you off. What'd you say? The parents are saying you've got to go and do college. You yeah, know, you can't. You can't just give up now and be a rock star at 17. Right. It's not going to work. Um, but is college important? Yeah, I mean, I did it. You know, I'm not going to say it's not important. Did I get anything out of it? Well, I I became a comedian. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yeah. what I mostly got out of it was uh, learning to be an adult oh. and and interacting uh, in a social form. Um, yeah, there's a, a, a real, I think that period of your life, um, you need uh, the intellectual um, uh, busyness because otherwise what are you doing? That's a time where when you're in your early 20s, uh, you know, 18 to 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 25 or whatever um your your brain is literally uh fizzing with um ideas Mm. and i think that's why you've got to be at university this is where they they start their movements and they they create what they want to go forth and and end up doing that's interesting i think you might be right yeah Yeah. because i i i I sort of look at it like oh you can learn everything on YouTube. You can. Yeah. But what else would they? There's also that thing of burning out too. Yeah. Like, you know, they go and for any kid that's 18, let's not just talk about our kids. Let's make, yeah. let's open it up to everybody for any kid that's 18, 19. Maybe they want to be a comic. Maybe they want to be a singer. There is that like, okay, you go do that for four or five years. You maybe have some success, but then what? You know, I think there's so, and especially with your story, 
everything that you are, like when I was like taking you in last night, it's like every little thing that you did, you can see in your comedy is basically, right. you know what I mean? You did the army and you have a ranger character. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. travel the world, you're, now you have a podcast about the chupacabra. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, there's a ton of other connections. But, um, so yeah, I think there is a thing about like burning out and just going too fast, too much. But yeah, I think soon. so. I think it, 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 it allows you to slow down and it teaches you how to be an adult. You know, they've got to live on, away from their parents for the first time. Right. And um, they've dabbled with that, going to camps or whatever, but now they're getting a, a, a proper um, education in what it means to save money and what it means to um, secure yourself and get home safely and cook your own meals yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So it's really important they learn all of that kind of stuff. Um, and also, you know, these are the uh, the the years that they're gonna get their best connections with the stuff going forward. High right. school's great, but you not many of us still hang out with our high school buddies on no. a day to day basis. No, 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 you no. know, and I think, but your university buddies, your college buddies, uh, are the ones that um, you're going to go forward in time with. I think, uh-huh. and so it, those connections are really important, and and also they're going to get degrees in other uh, areas that are going to potentially be their jobs yeah. while they still do music on the side. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think anyone's going to go, right, I'm going to be a musician from now on um, at this early age without, even though they could definitely do it, right. without having something else that they can concentrate on as well. If I was literally just doing stand-up from the age of 17... I mean, I'd be complete mental. Yeah. You know, and, and some of those guys do right. end up falling down rabbit holes of conspiracy theories because they're just so bored and they're just using their brain the whole time. Yeah. Um, but I think you've got to have some other practical abilities. You've got to take your mind off um, the one thing that you think you're born to do and do other stuff so that you can um, look outside, look at yourself from outside and uh, and then – you know what I'm trying to say. I was about to say great advice, but and then you didn't finish it. I often, I often, and that's the other thing. Is <laughs> no, that can, is, I'm kidding. You but can that fizz is out. Really good advice. Yeah, really good advice. Because you know what, you've convinced me. Because I, the past past month or so, I've been like, oh man, they they have something here. I wish they could just but, keep going with it. Yeah. yeah, and they will, but they'll they'll take time to do other stuff. It's 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 funny that we all see it that there is something there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Everybody sees it. You're like, yeah. wow, it's, 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 isn't that something yeah, like, um, I probably, probably for you, it was like when you met the Concords, right. And you guys were all performing together. You were like, yeah, we're, we have a thing here or yeah, there's a connection. Yeah. There's, lightning in a bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 100%. you only get that. How many times in your life have you had lightning in a bottle? Uh, you know, three or four times. Right. Yeah, exactly. For me. Uh, once. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What about today? What about that? <laughs> I'm in my background. Listen, if you want to be the co-host of the podcast, I'm down. You can come every week. We've got uh, some. We have a really exciting um, 14-year-old YouTuber coming in next week. Oh, really? Talk to yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll give it a mess. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Well, we can wrap up, but yeah, I mean, this has been so cool. Do you have any? I love to end the show with. Well, you guys gave some really good advice, but you got any good advice for anybody about anything? It could be small too. It could be like. 
make your socks look like smiley faces <laughs> or anything. I think, or life advice, something deep is good too, whatever you want. I think, um, piggybacking on my earlier idea of it's okay to do something else that isn't your main thing because then you get to look at your main thing from another position and yeah. uh, when you're stuck on your main thing the whole time you're in a little whirlpool and you don't see anything else and you can't concentrate on it you know and so yeah the my advice would be to definitely have a hobby uh-huh. um, at least one or two Mm-hmm. Uh, not only because it, it expands your social circle and you get to talk to other people, you're not just, just talking to the same three people every day, um, but you it's it's healthier to step away from your obsession. Uh-huh. And then and then um, you can, yeah, and then you, so when you come back at it, you've got fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And then also these other elements that you're in, these other hobby type things, you, know, you might find something there that... Um, uh, lets your um, obsession wane. Wayne is also a very popular New Zealand name. Um, I think I know what you mean. Like you go to the the um, you went to the alien conference with mm-hmm. your son, and that's your hobby. But. It yeah, but it could, could easily be my obsession. Yeah, it could go back to your obsession too, yeah. So my, I guess when I, my obsession is is comedy. So um, I've tried to not sit around all day just trying to write jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't help but see the, the lighter side of life and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, um, you know, and I, so in order to step away from that, I'll, um, even get into politics or, or, or world affairs, you know, what's happening uh, in the world that might be something um, that you could feel a little bit of passion for that want, you might want to fix or um, help uh, people who need help, things like that. Uh, work in a soup kitchen, things like that. Yeah. Because it, it's really healthy to step away from the thing that uh, you think is just your, your one-lane um, – trajectory to success yeah that's really good advice it's really good um i i try i want i want to volunteer and i never know where to go right <laughs> <laughs> just just put something out here like today we, yeah, I, I want to volunteer guys if you're in la and uh i can volunteer let me know i did something for school on wheels recently oh, yeah. uh but i, I want to do more stuff yeah um there was a, i was at snapchat the other day and they have uh, a program um, for kids uh, that can't afford college. And, and so I said, oh, I'll come down and speak. But, you know, I don't know. A soup, a soup kitchen would be fun. Have you done that? Yeah, I've done that. And, and that? Uh, that must be so rewarding. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. you know, we it's, it's weird. We don't think about that enough. Um, but how often are we just sitting around at home just sc- scrolling on our phone when we could be helping people? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, um, it, it's something that we need to – set our alarms for and go, hey, don't forget, you could get out there and, and volunteer yeah. for some stuff. Um, you don't have to do it all the time, um, but honestly, you will feel much better doing it. And so I think that's that's something that we should all do more yeah. of. So exciting to see them do what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, and they're all jazz musicians, which like the rock is so easy for them. Yeah, the worry I have with them, you know, going to the little separate universities and stuff is that they're going to find other people and they might just... That's what I think. Just dissipate, um, you know, 
abandon their original project and get new bands and stuff like that because they're gonna you know but I don't think that's gonna happen I don't think so if I was like I always trust my gut Mm. and and my gut tells me that no they'll stick together and they're tight friends that's the other thing that that I think is gonna yeah let them stick together I think they're all I think they're all kind of similar yeah and it might be hard to find to find people that they connect with as well as they do yeah, and they're they're all LA boys. Yeah, they go. They're all talking about. Oh, I can't wait to get to New York and stuff like that. But when they get up, it's, it's different people. You know, it's obviously going to be kids from other places as well. Yeah. But you know, there's an LA thing, and they don't realize it. And it's yeah. it's a kind of a way of being. They're laid back, but they're also um, really um, motivated. Uh huh. And um, but it's it's done in a very um, chill kind of. Um, optimistic way yeah and they also have they have a little community yeah too because the kids from the other schools like the ones that go to uh lack what is it lacma not lacma you know the school downtown yeah all right let's see this news story it says brazen burgle (laughs) burgles brazen burgles tunnel tunnel their way into seattle apple store through bathroom wall of coffee supply shop to steal more than 400 iphones oh my my god have you ever stolen anything no, it's not. It's not my jam. <laughs> they tunnel their way into the Apple Store through a bathroom wall. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Wow. I mean, you've got to give it to them. That's that's like a heist. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're putting in that much effort, um, good on you. They, you know, it's it's still criminal activity. Yeah, but uh, it's. We have a big problem in New Zealand with the smash and grabs. Uh huh. Which is where you have crime um, in New Zealand. What's that? You have crime in New Zealand. We have crime. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about it. Uh, so I'll keep this brief. But um, you know, it's, it's it's quite a thing. It's it's when I was there last, it was in the media a lot. Um, and it could be just because of the world we're living in right now. It's tougher, and uh, so people are um, needing to um, get money. And so they're, mm-hmm. they're smashing jewelry shops and, and grabbing stuff and getting out, you know, and wearing yeah. their hoodies, getting in a car, um, and just and just trying their luck, really risk, yeah, you know. And um, so it's yes, it's uh, yeah, it's just it just goes to show that is it a lot or is it just like you saw it on the news and you think it's a lot? That's that's what I find a lot. I always get it's phone. hard to say. Isn't I it? always get yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> it is yeah. I always get phone calls from people in Boston. They'll be like, "Are you okay? Are you on yeah. fire? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is everything yeah. all right there?" Yeah. I'm like, "What do you mean?" You watched the news, did you? <laughs> yeah, the wildfires. Yeah, the wildfires, yeah. and you're like, "There's no wildfire. There's nothing here. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing yeah. going on." Well, a lot of it is the media for sure, but it, it, the stuff's happening. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of people don't trust the media anymore because no, it's, you can't. You know, it's so, really sad to say. Yeah. I so, used to work in news. Oh wow! When I was in college, and I and I quit for that reason. Really? I wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be like a sports broadcaster, and uh, and then I was working in for like a local news station, and they would just lie, and I'd be like, really? "Oh, I can't, I can't do this." It was crazy, oh. and this was this was a long time ago. This was like you know the nineties, oh. and uh, and I was like, "I gotta leave." Also, also, um, it was when it would snow, I would have to go to work, and I almost died driving to the station once. Oh no! Um, so that was. That was another thing. Yeah, it'll put you off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't need this. Dangerous. <laughs> almost dying getting to work and then it's did all lies. Did you ever almost die in the army? Um, Do you have any close calls in your life? I almost drowned once. Really? Yeah. Did you ever almost die? 
Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Even climbing Kilimanjaro? Oh, yes. That was the clo- – yeah, good point. That was the closest because I, I was not well. I had, a, I had a sore throat. This was for a TV show, right? This was for – yeah, but predominantly for, for, for charity. Okay. So that's why I did it. Um, charity? So you were raising money? Yeah. So did you go around and people pledged money to you? I'm going to climb Kilimanjaro and – yeah, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. But I, I had a a, a sore throat. My, I had a chest infection, basically. Oh but because I was doing this for charity, I, I wanted to, you know, I don't want to give up. And also, it's not in my nature. So uh, they kept telling me, uh, well, I think you should probably uh, stop here, mate, because I was struggling. Uh, I, w- I was walking so slow, like, because the higher up, the atmosphere, very hard to breathe. And I couldn't get enough oxygen in. And uh, my, my throat was sore. My, my chest was um, very tight. And I, and I was going, oh, I can make it. I'm going to do this. Oh. And, uh, and, I, and I did get to the top. Um, but as soon as I got there, I was, I was only there for about 15 minutes. And, they, and the guy said, all right, down you go, mate. <laughs> really? Because yeah. they, they were worried about you. Oh, yeah. Your health. And as I was going down, there was pe- I, I saw people being taken down in stretches all the time. A lot of people didn't make it. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, it's, it's you're climbing a giant mountain. We're and not so, supposed to. And so I'm confused. So you go, it's seven days, and you go, and then you kind of just camp on the side. You, th- you pitch a tent. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have people that uh, we had porters, so we had cooks and people like okay. that. So we had people carrying our bags. You know, oh, it was it was good. yeah. We I think I carried I carried uh, some of my stuff, but uh, we had uh, and and you've and you kind of have to do it this way because it's the locals that you pay uh-huh. to take your stuff and they pitch the tents and they cook you your meals and things like that and so it's all all the money goes into local local situation it's what's your body feeling like 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 like, uh, like why are you doing this yeah yeah it's stiff and uh, it's freezing cold it's cold I was yeah absolutely I had two pairs of gloves wore two jackets and 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 I would sleep in in, in uh, a really really good sleeping bag, and you can't wear all that inside the sleeping bag because it's it's you know you don't feel the benefit. But the next day, yeah, wait, wait, wait. you can't wear that in the sleeping bag. No, you got you kind Why? of because um, you'll just sweat in it, and yeah, yeah you've got to, You've actually got to take off as much as you can and just have a really good sleeping bag as your as your you know, and you're inside a tent, um, but it's still cold. Yeah, there's no heat in the tent. No. But you got body heat, body heat, and so you you sleep in underwear in the tent, yeah, in the sleeping bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like certainly but the long johns, really good, and long johns, yeah, and yeah. have a really good. You've got to have a really good, um, you know, minus twenty sleeping bag. Is it snowing? Yeah, it was. I can't remember. I don't think it was up the top. It's definitely snow at the top. Yes, it, it, there was snow at the top, and you only yeah. sat there for fifteen. Because it depends minutes. on what what time of the year you're 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 hiking it. Right. But yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's a ginormous mountain. So there's got to be snow at the top. That shows you how much I remember the last uh, yeah when, when the last it? day and a half because I was just in tears, like walking really slow. Um, You're doing like ten hours. They thought I had altitude sickness and they were going to yeah. send me down. But I said, I'm no, I'm 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 fine. Um, so that was the closest I came to to carking it. Yeah. To what? Carking it. Carking. Dying. It's oh. another New Zealand one for you. <laughs> Cark. So, cark. Yeah. Carking it. Okay, C-A-R-K. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Carcass. Yeah. Oh, like a carcass. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. It's got a new it. one for I you. I want to go to New Zealand. I want to, I want to go. Yeah, we'll take all your slogans <laughs> and uh, you'll be away laughing. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, well, Reese, thank you for coming. It means a lot to me. No worries. I'm like, 
really stoked on your career now. And, uh, yeah, you're in. And you got some big things coming. You have another season of uh, Our Flag Means Dead. Another season coming out. Incredible. And I'm going to watch uh, it. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. I, I'm glad you didn't spoil it for me. No. No. Because it does, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a serialized element to it. And yeah, it's yeah. good. I'm going to watch it. I'll finish it. Yeah. Do you know when that comes out, the second season? Um, not sure. They won't tell us. Yeah. But everything takes so long these days. I don't know what's happening with television. Really? Yeah. It's just things are taking longer. Um, writer strike. You're there's a writer strike. Lucky you got it in. Yeah. So it will come out, um, obviously, and uh, we've just got to hold on till it does. And I know you're uh, the fans out there who are watching this right now. You're um, chomping at the bit, <laughs> uh, which is another term. I don't know whether you've heard that one. That one I know. Oh, you know that one. It's probably American. <laughs> I think that's American. Uh, <laughs> horse racing or something. Uh, you're being very horsey about it, uh, but hey, trust me, all good. All good things come to those who wait. That's my mother used to tell me that Yes, one. yes, that is true. Uh, all good things come to those who wait. And my mom has a good one too. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, oh, um, uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And another one, and I'll, I'll end on this one. My mother used to say to me when I was bored, which was, you know, 90% of the time, Go outside and chase yourself. <laughs> All right, guys, go outside and chase yourself. <laughs> go check out Reese Starby on Instagram. Go check out Our Flag Means Death. Go check out his podcast. I'll link it below. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank awesome. you. Thank All right. you. Thanks, Reese. Bye. Bye. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.